When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach, Matt Rule. I love I love game days in college. Recruiting's gotten a little different now. Now you're now you're recruiting uh, your team, another team, <laughs> high school kids. So it's a little different recruiting, but 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 the the players are awesome. You know they're they're all here for the right reasons, man. It's been a lot of fun, and Nebraska is a special place. Do you look at it any differently than you did before? Yeah, I, I think I think you have to. I think you have to uh, find players that are coming here for the right reasons. Um, I don't think you can recruit them. You can't do a sales job. You have to tell them exactly what it's going to be like. I think nowadays. Young people want transparency. They want to know what it's going to be like. And so you better you better just keep it very real with them. Tell the parents, tell them, this is what it's going to be like here. Have conversations and relationships with them. Like, the, the, the gone are the days of, like, you show up and there's five other linebackers, you know, and you're, like, they're, they're going to know every player that you're talking to. And it's, it's what it should be, be honest. And I think when you find that, when you find someone that really wants to be at Nebraska, you take them, you, you have them for four or five years because it's hard to win with guys for only a year or two. Welcome back to Herd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. Hey, we are talking Nebraska football, of course. Mm-hmm. We're talking, we're, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking Nebraska football in December. We're talking Cruton. We're talking transfer portals. We're talking a little Matt Rule on Pat McAfee. Which uh, he hasn't changed a bit since he's gotten here. Like that is like. A huge, rule. Yeah, a yeah. huge takeaway that everybody should have on the mind right now, not just fans, but like think about what that says to a recruit. And and that's why Nebraska can get some of these recruiting wins. Mm-hmm. It's because Matt Rule is he's one lane. So he doesn't ever veer off his lane. He's always with the one message and he never ever says one thing in one spot and says something else in a different spot. Here's what I really like about Matt Rule is his character and who he is at his core does not change like you're talking about but he is willing to learn and take in new information right oh sure he's not set in his ways in a sense because like I think deep down he's like an old school guy like an old school type football coach like he probably coming into it wasn't the biggest fan of NIL and isn't the big I mean you've heard him talk he's not the biggest fan of the transfer portal in terms of how to build a program and turning guys over and mm-hmm. treating guys mm-hmm. as as disposable. But he knows he has to do it at some at, right. at different points. But he understands that's part of the job. Yeah, now. when there's a difference maker out there, you get him. You em. go get him, right? One of the guys they think can be a difference maker this upcoming year is Kyle McCord. And I know that some people, and you brought up a really good point during the break, I know that some people are a little bit uh, maybe hesitant mm-hmm. to want to bring in both McCord and Rayola. They think maybe it might 
turn Rayola off in terms of being here. Uh, and I, I don't think that's the case. And there's pretty good historical evidence for starting a, a veteran guy one year and then bringing in the highly touted guy after that. Right. There's so many NFL draftees just as in recent recent, seasons, like as recent as a year ago or a year removed from college to the NFL, that you can make an example out of this. You look at Bryce Young. He he was behind Mac Jones in 2020. Mm -hmm. He threw a few passes, but he was still behind Mac Jones the majority of the year. Staying in Alabama, Tua came in to replace Jalen Hurts in a championship game. At the very end of the year. Right. Yeah. Uh, So he didn't play most of the year. All regular season. Justin Fields was in front of C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Cade McNamara was in front of J.J. McCarthy. Sam Howell was in front of Drake May. Spencer Rattler, at least for six games, was in front of Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. We're talking about some of the best uh, young quarterbacks in the league right now. And we're talking about the number one pick in next year's draft in Caleb Williams. Yeah, like, either Williams or Drake May, whichever yeah, way. Yeah, or, or Drake May. We're talking yeah, about the top One two. and two, right. We're talking we're about, talking about one and two. In some order. Dylan Rayola knows that his path can be similar to one of these guys and, and that it's not uncommon to take a path like that. And frankly, you're probably better off if you do take a path like that. The, that w- one of the things that I was talking to, because, you know, people – know that you do this for a living so they always want to talk about football mm-hmm. or whatever with mm-hmm. you right so i was at this christmas party this weekend and somebody was asking me about nfl quarterbacks and you know why I, they're, they're a vikings fan and they're like how come none of these guys that we ever take a chance on are any good and i was like well first of all you always draft like fourth and fifth rounders so it's kind of a crapshoot at that point but the thing that i wanted to to that i i firmly believe is that quarterback play is way more conditional on their surroundings than people ever want to get it, give credit to. And it's more so in the NFL because it's that higher of a level, but I think it's true in college as well, where you can be a really talented guy. You can be a really talented quarterback, and if you're not in the right spot with the right pieces around you and the right coaching – then you may, you, not you may not be succeed. successful, right? You may, and there's a handful of guys that can transcend situation, but it's a way smaller number than we think it is. Like the guy that I always bring up is Tom Brady. If Tom Brady isn't in New England, where Bill Belichick believes in him, gets to sit behind Drew Bledsoe, and then gets the opportunity to go, grow with a really great defense and a really great coaching staff, are we sure he's in the league four years after he gets drafted in the sixth round? Because I'm not. Now, by his year five, six, seven, mm-hmm. he was a transcendent guy that could transcend his situations, right? That's why they stopped kind of what we're seeing with Patrick Mahomes. They stopped signing receivers for a while. They kind of got a little lackadaisical because he became that guy, mm-hmm. right? But the number of guys coming out that are in that neighborhood is so small. Right. You see what Bryce Young is doing right now in Carolina, and he's struggling a ton now, because they don't have ironically, the proper things around him. C.J. Stroud might be one of those guys because mm-hmm. that organization's a dumpster fire. It has been for years. I like D'Amico Ryans a lot, but from above him— Yeah, they don't have any, like, crazy names. Like, Nico Collins is their top wideout. Not just that, but, like, organizationally, from the owner oh, yeah. and the GM. Sure. Like, Houston's a mess. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the they people did, behind an, uh, sitting in an office chair, yes, not yeah. the guys the catching desk, footballs. Yeah, the desk jockeys in Houston are a mess, right? So, but hiring D'Amico Ryan's was a really good setup. And then C.J. Stroud, I think we're watching him become one of those guys or prove to us mm-hmm. that he's one of those guys that can transcend situation. 
I'm not feeling, saying Dylan Rayola isn't that guy, but I'm saying if you can get someone so he doesn't have to be, if you can get Kyle McCord to give Malachi Coleman and Jaden Doss and Jalen Lloyd another year of seasoning and Thomas Fedoni another year of seasoning, and you can get guys like Sam Sledge and Gunnar Gatola uh, and uh, Brock Knudsen and Mason Goldman mm-hmm. and Grant Bricks, and you can get all these guys an extra year or so, all of a sudden Dylan Rayola walks in with a seasoned veteran wide receiver group and an experienced in the system for a couple years, been through the strength and conditioning program, offensive line, who's been coached up by his uncle, by the way, who apparently is awesome at his job. Like, if you give him that situation, why wouldn't you? Right. And Dylan Rayola, too, like, there are exceptions in the college football game where a, a really, really great high school quarterback yes. can come in and start day one. And like, there's more in college than there is in the right. NFL. And, and, and you saw like Dante Moore this past year do that. But what did Dante Moore's numbers show you? I, saying, I think Dante Moore still only played four games. Right, and in those four games, I think he had like nine picks, maybe 11 picks, yeah, something it was, like it that. It was 11 and nine. Yeah, I don't remember I don't which, remember one, which was one was touchdowns but and which ones was picks. Basically but was, 50-50. Right, yeah, it was pretty close. And that just shows that he had, you he's know. A fi- I mean, he's a five-star. He was – he was the number two player. Yeah, he, he was a very similar prospect. His youth showed to Dylan Rayola. But then you'd go back a little bit. You can look at Bo Nix, who went to Auburn, started right away, had some really good games, but also kind also of fizzled off, and didn't really come to be who he is until he went to Oregon. Then you look at Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. He started at Arizona State. He didn't become the Heisman at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. He became the Heisman at LSU. Yeah. And sometimes it takes now that next stop to really, truly flourish. And I don't know if it's – so much about moving, so much as it is about getting that experience. Yeah, I think the experience thing is the big key. Getting here. the seasoning. And there's not a ton of guys. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is the one off the top of my head that came in as a true freshman, was ready to go, and was pretty much the guy from, from the jump. He's the one that I think of that I'm like, yeah, I, like I think he was that type of dude. Um, outside of that, most of these guys that we're talking about, the guys that are, are high draft picks, the guys that are – uh, in the NFL now, the guys that are currently about to be picked in the NFL, most of those guys didn't take that path. Most of those guys took a sit for at least part of their freshman year and then take over the starting job. That, to me, is why Kyle McCord's so important, mm-hmm. right? Because there is not a soul on the roster right now that should start ahead of Dylan Rayola. <laughs> Let's be totally clear about that. Not a soul, Okay. Kyle McCord probably should start over Dylan Real. Now, if you get into camp and Dylan's just better, by all means, start him, right? But I have a hard time believing that Dylan can't improve the little parts of his game that Kyle has already improved for a couple years, four years' time. Sat for a couple years and now Mm -hmm. has a full year of Of college playing experience. And not just any super high level. This isn't like you're getting a guy from the FCS or from the group of five. You're getting a guy from a top six, I think is where they ended up, Ohio State team. He's been in it this year. He drove a – he did a game-winning drive at Notre Dame with everything going Mm -hmm. crazy to win that game in a hostile environment in one of the biggest stages you'll ever be in. In his – First handful of games starting as a quarterback, by the way. Like, that dude's got some of the mileage on him in a good way to be like, okay, we can feel good about him overcoming some of these things. We can feel good about him not being in a spot that is 
is, he's going to be too big for him right away because he's already been in those spots. Right, and, and the last thing I'll bring up here, too, is this. You know, Dylan Rayola can step in and, and just take that backseat spot to Kyle McCord and Im- improve his game so much that by the time he steps foot on the football field, whether it's for four games next season or not, right, um, he can get the, the experience he needs to really put him over the top going into his next five years of football, right? Because yeah. you can take those four games in redshirt and, and then get that, get that experience under Kyle McCord all season long, and, and that's the path that really he should be taking. Yeah, I agree. Uh, coming up next here on Herd Out Sports Radio, we'll have Anna Bellinghausen live from Tampa, Florida, to talk about the NCAA Volleyball Final Four on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.